Hi everyone, welcome back to Zero Waste Step by Step. My name's Emily and this is episode 5 of the podcast. So today we're going to be talking about um, a topic I'm really excited about. It's uh, 50 things that I've stopped buying since going more zero waste or trying to be more sustainable. So I don't know if I'll get through all 50 things today. I'm going to see how things go. I'm no, I don't know how quickly or slowly I'm going to be going through the things. So I've got my list in front of me. If I feel like the podcast is going to be too long, I'll probably break it into two parts. Maybe I'll do 25 on this episode and then we'll do 25 in two weeks time. We'll just see how we get on. This is something I really wanted to talk about because I'm the sort of person who really likes to be to save money and to be frugal and to watch the pennies. And I think a lot of people think of a zero waste lifestyle if they've heard of it, or if they know what it is, they think of it as very expensive and you have to go out of your way to purchase certain things that would be more than um, quote unquote normal products. So I really wanted to talk about some ways in which I save money and also be sustainable at the same time by talking about some of the things I've stopped buying altogether and hopefully that'll be helpful to you as well. But before we get into the list, it's time for the Positive Eco News. So Positive Eco News guys, I haven't even done any research. It's just to say that Joe Biden has won the American presidency, thank God. So. The Trump administration, I've read a few months ago, and I'm just looking at a New York Times article now just to confirm what I thought I remembered. Uh, So the Trump administration reversed nearly 100 environmental rules, which is absolutely baffling. And I think, you know, they did this during the, when the pandemic was at its height to kind of conceal what they were doing, which is even worse, absolutely horrible. So people wouldn't sort of take notice because they were so worried about the pandemic. So hopefully Joe Biden will be able to reinstate these things that were reversed by Trump and get back into the Paris Accords and all those sort of things. Hopefully we'll get back on the right track. The planet would have suffered greatly from another four years of that man being in office. So thank God the American people got him out. So getting straight into my list, because as I say, I think it's going to take me a while to get through. Let's just jump straight into it. So yeah, 50 things that I no longer buy due to zero waste. I've tried to roughly put them into some kind of categories. So the first category I've got is kitchen items and cleaning products. So the first thing I've ditched is kitchen roll. Just found that it was a waste of money. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before that it was actually, I don't know if I was telling my family or if I was telling the podcast, but anyway, kitchen roll, the invention of it was actually a mistake. So there was a company who uh, was making toilet roll. They accidentally made some longer rolls, so double the length of a standard toilet roll. And they were stuck with it, had to, didn't know what to do with it and needed to market it in some way to get it off their hands because they had just all these rolls of um, toilet roll that were double the length and they didn't know what to do with. So they marketed them as something to wipe your kitchen down with and that continued to this day where people now think that this is something they need when I feel like a, re- a washable cloth is like perfectly adequate for what you used kitchen roll for. So that's the first one. The next one uh, in a similar vein is serviettes and tissues. 
So serviettes, I've just got some um, ones made of cloth that I bought that you can just use when you had your dinner and then wash them. Or if we buy fast food, obviously you always get serviettes that come, whether you ask for them or not, you get the serviettes in the bag. So we just keep those and we use them if and when we need them or if guests want to use them, we use it for that. And then yeah, again, tissues. I'm not the sort of person who gets like colds and stuff like frequently, so I'm not the sort of person like to be sniffling and carrying tissues around with me. So if I do have a cold, I won't buy specific tissues. I'll just use like toilet roll or whatever. I know there's some people who have like traditional handkerchiefs. That's not really, I don't really fancy that, but I think I would just use toilet roll. Like it doesn't bother me. So yeah, that's the next one. Moving on, another thing I've stopped buying altogether is aluminium foil, plastic cling film and sandwich bags. I've put those all into one category because they're all obviously very similar. I feel like I've replaced these in a variety of ways. I know some people use foil like in the oven. I've got a silicone baking mat that I use for that purpose and I find that that works really well. You just wash it after each use and I've had mine for probably four years now and it's still absolutely fine like it doesn't look great like it looks a bit stained and stuff but it's absolutely fine like I just keep cleaning it and using it It hasn't broken or anything on me or ripped so yeah I'll just continue to use that and then in terms of like using foil to wrap things in or to cover things I just don't feel like I need that so if I'm putting something in the fridge I'll just either put it in like a Tupperware container or if it's like a plate I'll just cover it with another plate yeah so I don't really feel the need for foil in that capacity and I don't really know what else people use it for like it's been so long since I've really used it on a regular basis that I don't even know what people use foil for anymore uh, and then the similar thing with cling film if I've got sandwiches I'll just put them in a Tupperware container I know there's people who have like beeswax wraps or soy wraps and people swear by those I, again I don't really feel the need for them I just use other things and the same with sandwich bags I know a lot of people are in the habit of putting things in sandwich bags and then putting them in the freezer or putting their lunch in them again i just use glass jars or tupperware and that gets me by in pretty much every situation so i don't buy any of those three things anymore getting now more into cleaning products and things related to cleaning i used to buy all the time mop heads so you know like a traditional mop that's got like the strings that dangle down you can't really do anything with those you can't take them off and wash them they just you use them for a while and then they get really gross and you have to throw them away so i just felt like this was really wasteful having these like disposable mop heads so i just changed to a flat mop so it comes with like flat pads that you you mop with and then you throw them in the wash and reuse them so i absolutely love these because i feel like they're more hygienic because they're being washed after every time you mop the floor rather than the other ones where you just keep using them and using them so yeah i love them for that and they last really well i've had my ones for probably two years now absolutely fine so yeah i really prefer these style of mops to the traditional ones okay next one um i used to buy disposable i feel really bad admitted to this i used to buy so many disposable cleaning wipes you know like the disinfectant wipes or kitchen i used to buy a lot of kitchen wipes bathroom wipes like every type of wipe you can think of because i think i'm a sort of person who's quite sensitive to feeling like grossed out by things so like bacteria and things like that. I just I just have a bit of a weird thing about it so I really liked having something where I would just wipe a counter down or wipe a toilet down and I could just immediately throw it in the bin but I basically just had to condition myself 
out of this kind of thinking and just think, I'll just use a cloth, I can wash my hands afterwards, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like I just had to convince myself that I didn't need these disposable wipes anymore to do my cleaning. So yeah, now I just use um, any kind of rags or cloths that I have in the house and just wash them and this is just, it's so much better for the planet. I don't know what I was thinking before but as I say, it was just a gradual process where I talked myself around it and it's fine. <laughs> So in a similar vein, I no longer buy sponges for washing the dishes. I think the thing that actually made me stop doing this rather than the zero waste aspect was actually I heard someone say that there's more bacteria on a washing up sponge than there is on a toilet. And it just, it may have, it knocked me sick, like it just, it disturbed me. <laughs> so from that day on, I just couldn't bear to touch a sponge ever again. So I've swapped to these really good compostable brushes to wash your dishes with so it's like a bamboo handle and you can get ones with like long handles short handles mine's just a little handle that you you hold which i really like and then the bristles are made of i don't know what they're made of but they're not plastic they're definitely some kind of natural material because i know they're definitely compostable so the minute you're done with them chuck them in your compost and they're eventually like i think it would take a long time but eventually they'll decompose and then if you need something that has a bit more scrubbing power, so if you've got something that's hardened onto a pot or a plate or whatever, I just get those wire, you know, those metal scrubbers, like wire wool. I find they're really good and they last forever. The same as the, the brushes as well, I forgot to say, like they last a really, really long time. They don't get gross like sponges do. You don't feel the need to throw them out after a few months. Like you can use them for, I would say up to a year, like they stay really, really good. Eventually they'll start getting like splayed and you won't fancy using it anymore. But yeah, mine have lasted really, really well. Okay, so the next thing is generally just commercial cleaning products. I've stopped buying altogether. So I started reading more into how the manufacturers of these cleaning products have sort of tricked us into believing that we need a cleaning product for every area and every room and every aspect of our lives. So I just started um, seeing different recipes on YouTube, on Instagram, that people use to clean their homes, more like natural remedies and stuff. And some of them have worked for me and some of them haven't. So for example, I, I tried to make, I don't have a dishwasher now, but I did in my old house. I tried to make the dishwasher tablets and they were an absolute fail, like they didn't work at all. <laughs> so yeah, there's certain things that have worked for me and certain things that haven't. So I'll just tell you the things I no longer buy. So I don't buy glass cleaner, bathroom cleaner, specifically kitchen cleaner, like a mopping solution, toilet cleaner, or furniture polish. Okay, so instead of all these things, I just use two different things, two or three, I should say. So for any kind of surfaces, so furniture, and then also the bathroom, I use a vinegar solution. So I think I talked about this last week. It's three parts water to one part vinegar. And I soak some lemon or orange rinds in the vinegar for a couple of weeks before mixing it with the water, just so that it doesn't smell as vinegary, it's a bit more pleasant. So that's one of the things I use. And then the other one is an alcohol-based product. So I just buy pure alcohol and mix that with water and sometimes add a bit of like essential oil to it. So I've got like a pine one that's quite nice. 
and I'll use that for my kitchen surfaces because they're made of marble and you cannot use the vinegar cleaner on marble because it degrades it. And then the only other thing I use, and this is not a good zero waste solution, like I don't recommend this, but I just, for me personally, like I was talking about the bacteria aversion earlier, I do still use bleach because I just feel like it's the only thing that it may, it's probably just in my head like it's probably just me I feel like it's the only thing that cleans the toilet and the shower and you might think this is wrong but like it's the only thing that for me at the moment makes me feel like everything's properly clean and disinfected especially during this pandemic time like I want everything to be nice and disinfected okay so two more cleaning related things I don't buy I don't buy fabric conditioner for my clothes I just got to a point where I felt like it was a waste of money I felt like the fragrance was really, really overpowering and strong and I just feel like it was unnecessary. So I just stick to washing powder and I've heard that vinegar is a good uh, fabric softener. So sometimes I chuck that in as well, just into the fabric conditioner drawer in the washing machine, just depends how I feel. And the other one is air freshener, uh, just aerosol like products in general. I just try to avoid because of the environmental impact. They're not good when you're spraying them and then they're not easy to recycle either once you've finished with them so I've just ditched air freshener I'll just use like incense or candles or different things if I want like a smell in the house okay I've got two more things in the kitchen category the first one is bin bags so this really changed when I started composting because I went from throwing all of my food scraps and any other thing that couldn't be recycled into a bin and then just throwing that away to the landfill because I didn't really know any different. I didn't know about composting. I didn't know what I was supposed to do with my food scraps. So when I realized I wanted to start composting because of the impact of um, the methane emissions from food scraps when they're stuck in landfill, which we've talked about in previous episodes, I thought, okay, I'll just get a smaller bin because I used to have one that was maybe like waist high and I'd get like large bin bags. I think like most people do this as well you know my parents this is what i've seen in every other household that i've ever been in i switched to a small bin and then i used compostable bin liners so i'd fill that with all the food scraps and then throw the bin liner into the my compost bin however i found that this wasn't the best solution because um compostable bin liners are not very strong they're made oh, i think mine were made of potato starch and they rip really easily especially if you're filling it with really heavy like food scraps like it just it gets wet um because it's food that you're putting in there and it also it's really really heavy and it just it's just not good <laughs> so earlier this year i switched to a different uh, system with my compost bin which is so much better it doesn't smell it, it completely contains the smell there's no bin liner there's no need to worry about it leaking like it's just it's way way better so now i just have two really big they used to be i think popcorn buckets they're like big plastic uh, sealable tubs i've got two that are the same as i say they used to be popcorn buckets so i've like upcycled them so yeah i'll just fill them and i usually fill two in a week i had one before but it was just by the end of the week it was just a struggle like it was really really rammed so yeah the last few weeks i've been using two and that's been way better i haven't had to like worry about it because I, I just like to empty my compost into the main compost bin outside once a week because if like any more than that it's just a hassle <laughs> because i haven't actually spoken too much about composting on the podcast yet because i want to kind of dedicate a whole episode to it but like it's something I'm going to continue doing but I find it quite traumatic because it's just oh there's a lot of bugs 
there's a lot of mess like it's it's a lot so <laughs> again being someone who's quite uh, got an aversion to messy bacteria filled things it can be quite hard for me <laughs> but i'm just gonna carry on doing it because like it's it's fine like it's i can deal with it so anyway i've got my two popcorn tubs that i fill with the, the food scrap oh uh, yeah but the point being i don't need bin bags anymore because i have no requirement for them everything that's not going into the compost bin is going to be going into the recycling obviously that doesn't require any bags well it doesn't where we live anyway you just empty the item straight into the bin and then if i have anything that can't be recycled or composted obviously it needs to go to the main bin so the the landfill bin so i don't actually produce that much stuff that can't go into the other categories but obviously there are still things like stickers that i might get on uh, fruit and vegetables or things that i might buy new receipts if they have bpa in them can't be recycled as paper yeah i won't go into all that now but there are certain things obviously that i can't deal with in a different way so i just keep a small plastic tub it used to be um, an ice cream tub i just keep that on top of my recycling bins and all the landfill things go into there and i usually fill that every week but it's a very small amount so that's why composting is so great because it just diverts so much of your waste so what you're producing is very very minimal that's going to the landfill so yeah uh no longer buy bin bags because i don't have a use for them if i do ever need a bag inevitably there's some like plastic shopping bag that makes its way into my house like either my partner accidentally gets one although he is really good like he doesn't get them very often now if he does accidentally forget to take a reusable bag he'll get like a paper bag which is obviously the environmental impact is a lot lower we can recycle those so yeah if we need a bag there's usually a bag available and then a very final thing for the category the kitchen category of things i don't no longer buy is tupperware so this is a bit of a like a cheat really because in the past i've bought quite a lot of tupperware and it's just the fact that i've looked after it quite well and i still have it so I, what, what i'm saying is i wouldn't go out and buy any more in the future because i would just use jars if i needed additional things or I feel like Tupperware just makes its way into your life. Like if you have a takeaway, any tubs that I get always would just wash them and keep them. Yeah, I'm just saying I wouldn't go out and buy more Tupperware. If I really needed something new, I would buy glass Tupperware. You know, the glass ones with the bamboo lids or the snap-on lids. Yeah, something like that. Okay, we're going into the next category and that is food. So number one, I try not to buy fruit and vegetables that are not in season. So before I tried to start being more sustainable, I would just buy literally whatever I wanted. Like I mentioned last week, I would always overbuy fruit and veg. So I just wanted to have like a selection of everything. Now I try and get my fruit and veg, if I can, from the local market, which is on a Tuesday morning. So I have to rush out before work um, and get on my fruit and veg, put it all away and then rush to work which is a slight inconvenience for me, but you know what? I really find that it's worth it because I find that the products are really well-priced, they're in season, they're really fresh, and I'm supporting the local people that work at the market. And they're also, they're, obviously, there was way less plastic on market veg. I try, there's some things that do have like elastic bands on and whatnot, but I just keep those and repurpose them, but they're not all covered in like thin plastic, which is great. And then yeah, sticking to things that are in season is just gonna ensure that hopefully the things that you're buying are being grown locally and not being imported from all over the world and this leads into my second thing which is exotic fruits 
So I can't sit up here on my high horse and say I never buy imported fruit because that would be a lie. For example, I buy bananas on a regular basis and that's the one exception because I just, I feel like they're a staple in my diet. So I do always buy bananas, which are definitely not grown here. I think they're probably grown in South America or somewhere quite far away. Okay, this is me coming in just editing the podcast and I've realised that what I said here is completely untrue. Um, my bananas come from the Canary Islands, which as we know is part of Spain, so they really don't have to come very far at all. So bottom line is I don't need to feel guilty about my banana purchases. <laughs> they are still relatively locally grown, so it's all good. Um, but other than that, I tried not to get like pineapples and guavas and papayas and like things uh, like exotic fruits because of they've come so far their carbon footprint is so large so if i would fancy one for a treat like i'm not going to be a martyr like i'll just get it but in general i try to stick to like seasonal local fruit if i can okay the next thing that i don't buy is fresh herbs um even though like fresh mint or fresh basil or uh, fresh parsley like they are nice I just find that I just I don't eat them quick enough like I buy them and they just go off within a day so it's just really frustrating so I stopped buying them because they come in loads of plastic you can use them maybe for like one meal and then they go limp and like you don't fancy them I've tried growing herbs myself but I'm just an absolute disaster like I'm just not I just I'm no good so I do have a small basil plant that's it's okay like it's not thriving like it's just about surviving and then I have a mint plant um, again like it's not particularly happy like it's got some sort of like parasite that's living on it it's not having a, the best time but you know I'll continue trying and see how it get on but I don't really feel like I'm deprived of fresh herbs like I use dried herbs and I like, feel like that's fine I don't really um I don't mind that much so yeah I don't really tend to buy fresh herbs the next thing is salad leaves so I used to buy all the time in like a plastic bag rocket or spinach or stuff like that and I just tend to get now romaine lettuce from the market and then I haven't tried it yet but it, this is how weird like our food system is I'd, I knew what spinach looked like in a bag when it's washed and cut I saw spinach at the market the other day and it was like in a bunch I, had, I said to the um, market lady because I suspected it was spinach <laughs> I said to her is this spinach she's like she looked at me like I was mad she was like yeah I'd never seen spinach not washed and cut in a nice plastic bag. Crazy. Anyway, so now that I know that they have spinach at the market as well, I'll start getting it from there. So yeah, no more pre-packed salad leaves. And then just a couple more food items. So one of them is ketchup. Again, the same as the serviettes that I mentioned before. Whenever you go to fast food places, you get given ketchup. So I always have a supply that I keep from that and they get used eventually. And then the next one is bottles of water. I feel like this is so basic, like any zero waste person, this is gonna be something they mention, but I just try to always be prepared. Like I have a aluminium bottle that I use on the go. And I just try to make sure I have that with me if I'm gonna be away from the house for any length of time. I just make sure I've got water with me so I won't feel the need to buy a drink while I'm out. So my next thing is ready-made hummus. So this used to be something I buy all the time, like hummus in a plastic tub. I still do it on the, like, the rare occasion if I can't be bothered to make it myself. But generally, I find that it's way nicer, it tastes better. And there's obviously no plastic pot when I make it at home. So I try to do that as a rule. 
And then one final thing in the food category, and this is not something I used to buy a lot, maybe when I was younger, but not in recent years, um, but I never ever buy it now, that's chewing gum. So I didn't realise this until quite recently. I don't know why, like it's quite obvious, (laughs) but chewing gum is basically just rubber and plastic. I hadn't really considered the plastic part, but yeah, once chewing gum is in existence and you've chewed it and you've disposed of it, that's going to be on the planet forever. Like that is not going to biodegrade. So yeah, just a bit of a disturbing thought. So yeah, I don't think I could bear to buy chewing gum again. It's just, it's too weird. Okay, we're going to move on now to the next category. I'm going to try and get through these quite quickly because this is getting quite long and I've talked a lot about bathroom items in the previous podcast. So first thing that I don't buy, I put various things in the same point, so hair products in general. Um, I don't buy dry shampoo, hairspray, mousse, gel, like any kind of styling products. I didn't used to buy a lot of those things anyway, maybe dry shampoo, there was a period where I bought that quite a lot, but I just really feel like they're not necessary as long as I wash my hair like once or twice a week, like there's just, it's, there's no need for it. I'm not, I'm not really the sort of person who spends a lot of time on their hair, like I recently actually cut my hair really short. I had, it was really long down to like my, all the way down my back, like to my bum essentially. And last weekend I donated my hair to like a, a charity that makes wigs for people and uh, kids with cancer and whatnot. Something I'd wanted to do for a long time. So now I've got really short hair, like um, just to my shoulders. So it's not really a lot of styling I need to do. I didn't when I had long hair anyway, I would just like let it air dry. And now like even more so, like it dries so quickly. I only need a tiny bit of product like conditioner because there's like, <laughs> there's nothing to condition it, it's so short. So yeah, that's my, that was my next thing, conditioner. I don't buy that anymore. And I've talked about that on the podcast before. I get given conditioners by my nan from her boxes of hair dye because she doesn't like it. She doesn't use it. So she gives it to me. And the next one is shaving gel or shaving foam. I just find that soap does the job absolutely fine. So stick to that. Another shower product I don't get is shower gel. Again, I just buy bars of soap and I put them in the bathroom, in the kitchen, in the shower. That's all I use. So no shower gel. And something I used to get quite a lot is like body exfoliator, like sugar scrubs and stuff like that. Don't buy those anymore. Again, I just find them to be a waste of money. I just have like this exfoliating mitt that I use in the shower with a bit of soap and that's absolutely fine. And getting into other like bathroom products, I used to get like, I used to have such a long skincare routine. Like, you know, these like Korean, like 17 step beauty routines. It's like that, it was was out of control. So I've really like pared down that, pared it down now. And I just have, either a micellar water or rose water as like a water cleanser. I have an oil cleanser to get my makeup off, a serum and a moisturiser. That's it. So what, the thing that I was going to say I don't buy anymore is toner. Like I don't even know what toner is. Like what does it even do? Like I just, I was putting it on my face. I was like, why am I doing this? I just, I'm not seeing any benefits. It's just a waste of money. It's a waste of plastic bottles. So yeah, eliminated that from my routine. The same really with mouthwash. I've mentioned this previously, but I don't buy mouthwash for myself anymore. My partner does still use it, but again, I just felt like it was something that I was being tricked into buying, like something you swish around your mouth and you spit it out, like within seconds it's gone. It just seems like, it just seems like a ploy to me. Like it just seems like I'm paying money for nothing. So anyway, yeah, the mouthwash, uh, don't buy anymore. And also dental floss, which I've mentioned previously in the podcast. I've got a water flosser which is really good. So yeah, that's what I do instead of floss. 
Okay, a few of the um, bathroom items. I don't buy cotton pads anymore. I've got reusable cloth cotton pads. I don't get makeup wipes. As I say, I've got like, other products I use and then I use just like flannels to wipe my face. And another face product is sheet masks. So sheet masks, are, they're not biodegradable. They, they just have to go into the landfill again. So I just find they're a bit wasteful. You have them on your face for a few hours and then you throw them away. So I've just tried to avoid those. Okay, a couple more things. So, oh yeah, I mentioned shower gel, but I forgot to mention obviously liquid soap. I just have replaced those with bars of soap, which I find like last a lot longer and I like them better, so. And then finally, plastic razors. I've replaced with a safety razor, so that's like a one-time purchase. And then you can just get the blades, but my safety razor came with 100 blades. I can't see them running out for a very, very long time. So yeah, not something I have to buy on the regular, which is great uh, saving. And then the last one is hair accessories. So bobby pins, hair ties, any kind of hair accessories that I just don't buy. I've got a few that um, I bought years ago that I've just held on to. Like I used to be one of these people who'd buy like a massive pack of hair ties, like a hundred at a time, and they would just always go missing. But I just try to keep on top of them now and like not lose them. And then I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, and this is not something that would be for everyone, but, and it seems counterintuitive, like what I was saying earlier about being grossed out by things, but certain things I'm just not grossed out by. <laughs> like if I find a hair tie on the floor, I will just take it home and like sanitize it and wash it and then use it. Like it doesn't bother me. And this sounds like a weird thing. Like you think, how are you finding hair ties on the floor? When I heard someone say that, I was like, what, like, what do you mean? <laughs> but when you start looking for them, when you like are aware, you do actually come across them quite frequently. So yeah, that keeps me going as well. Like as soon as one breaks, I seem to find another one like about and about. So yeah, I don't buy any kind of hair accessories. Okay, we're getting now into the last two categories. So I think we're gonna get through all 50 items today. (laughs) So the next one is just like kind of personal items. So the first one is, oh, there's quite a few like makeup related things. So kind of just naturally cut down on makeup products over the years, I think out of various reasons. One was I started an office job where before I'd been a student, so some days I would wear, be at home, sometimes I'd be in class, like, and I would sometimes wear makeup and sometimes I wouldn't. But when I started an office job and I was having to get put my makeup on every single day without fail at an early time in the day, I just thought, I can't cope with this. Like, I can't cope with the sheer amount of makeup I'm having to put on that I feel is acceptable to go to my job. Like, I need to do something because it's taken too much time and it's just too many products. So. I severely like cut down on how much makeup I was wearing, but I did it in stages. So I stopped like filling in my eyebrows because I have really thick, bushy eyebrows anyway. I don't know why I ever was felt feeling like I needed to fill them in every day. I stopped wearing like pencil eyeliner and I just went with liquid liner. And then eventually, which was a big step for me, I cut foundation altogether. I just stopped wearing foundation. So yeah, it's got to the point now where I have like a very simple, this is a few years like later now I'm talking, a very simple makeup routine that only takes me five minutes and I'm a lot happier with it because it's so much less effort, less time and less products, which is the most important thing environmentally, obviously, and for money. So I've stopped buying now lipstick because I have so many lipsticks that I've bought over the years that I'll never be able to use up in my life so I have enough literally to last me forever I know these things have like expiration dates but you know (laughs) 
I don't really mind, like I'll just continue to use them. I don't buy eyeshadows because um, when I was younger, I really was into like beauty gurus on uh, YouTube and whatever. So they tricked me into buying certain makeup palettes. So I have loads of eyeshadow palettes to last me for the rest of my life. I'm never gonna run out of eyeshadow. Uh, eyebrow gel, as I say, I've stopped filling in my eyebrows. It's not necessary for me. Foundation, I wouldn't wear foundation unless it was a very special occasion if I was going to maybe like a wedding or something like that, which is obviously very rare. So in that case, like I would just hopefully borrow some from my mom or whatever. Like I wouldn't, I don't wear it on a daily basis. And powder, like this, I don't know why I used to wear powder. Like I just think it makes your face look so flat and like weird like that I used to even wear it. So I don't buy powder anymore. So essentially the only products that I buy regularly now are concealer because I still do buy it. Although I don't wear foundation, I do get a bit of concealer to cover any like spots or blemishes that I have. Mascara is obviously a regular. Oh, and primer because I don't wear foundation. I just put a bit of primer and then my concealer on top. And that's really it. Like I buy liquid liner, but maybe like once a year, like it lasts so long because I don't, again, I don't wear that every day. So yeah, I've really pared down my makeup routine and there's lots of things I don't buy. So better for the environment and better for saving money as well. <laughs> the next thing which is kind of in a similar vein is nail products. So I used to, when I was younger, paint my nails all the time. Like I'd paint them, it would chip, I'd paint them again like a few days later, like it was just an endless cycle. So I either have my nails just natural with nothing on them or I'll go to a salon and get like a gel or acrylic nails if I feel like it. So yeah, stop buying nail polish, nail polish remover, nail files, like I've got so many because I used to buy them all the time. I have those metal ones that just last forever, so I'll just continue to use those. Okay, next few things are jewellery. So when I was younger, I used to buy like uh, fashion jewellery and that sort of thing all the time. And then even like more expensive jewellery, like I don't think I'd ever ask for that for like a gift or whatever, because I'm just really not a jewellery person. Um, I have like a few like necklaces that I like. I don't like bracelets, like I just find that they annoy me. And then I've got my engagement ring and then one of the ring that my parents got me when I was 21. And I wear those on most days. But other than that, like I don't like earrings. Again, I just find that they aggravate me. And just fashion jewelry in general, like I just find it, it's not to my taste. Like I just wouldn't wear it. So just stop that. Another thing is, Pajamas. I used to buy like nice, like new pajamas all the time, but I was getting them from like cheap fast fashion um, shops like H&M and Primark, which I don't buy from anymore. And I've just have so many pajamas that I just I don't even wear because I live in a hot country as well. Most of the year I just sleep in my underwear. So why am I buying all these different pajamas that I don't even wear? I don't know because realistically we always just go back to the same favorites that we like to wear. So it's just pointless having so many choices and this is the same as bags like I have one or two bags that I use regularly like I have a backpack that I take to work and then like a larger backpack if I'm going on a trip or if I'm going on a hike and then I have loads and loads of handbags that I've had since I was a teenager and I just I'd never have the chance to use them 
got like every color handbag and every style that you can imagine and sometimes they come in handy like if I'm going to a party or to an event but that's so rare that I don't really get a chance to use them I just really like to be practical and have my backpack at work like I don't like to have a fancy handbag because I just feel like I can get all my stuff in it like it's spacious it's you know as I say practical so just not really a handbag sort of person so yeah I just wouldn't buy new bags or ask anyone to buy me a bag and then the final thing in this like personal item category is brand new clothes or fast fashion, like probably more specifically. So this is something I've been working on for years and I'm not saying that I'm perfect, like sometimes like maybe once a year I'll buy something new and it'll probably be from a fast fashion shop. But I think I've mentioned this before, like I think I used to be addicted to buying like cheap clothes and this is a problem that I had, especially when I lived in England. I think I was very influenced by when I was like in my very early 20s, again like YouTube uh, vloggers and people who were doing fashion hauls and I feel like a lot of young people are sucked in by this and they see these people buying all these new clothes and they feel like they need that quantity of clothes, they need all these different choices but it's just, it's so unsustainable on so many levels like I was spending so much money on these things even though the things themselves, like each thing is very cheap, those things do add up over time and if you feel like you have to buy a load of new clothes every season or every couple of weeks it's just it gets out of control very quickly and then because these items are so cheap they're gonna wear they're gonna break they're not gonna stay nice for very long and then for the ethical side of it the way these workers who make these garments are treated and the way they're they're paid in Indonesia and other similar countries is just so horrendous like I watched a few obviously like we know that these things happen and I was aware of sweatshops and things for as long as I can remember but I think it's just one of those things that you try to push away and you just think well, you know, it is what it is. Like I need clothes, like I have to buy them from somewhere and everyone's doing the same. So you just carry on. But once I'd really had my eyes opened and watched some documentaries and really seen the terrible ways in which people who work for fast fashion companies abroad are treated, I just thought, it's the same as when I went vegan, to be honest. Like I just thought I can't be a part of this anymore. I can't fund this anymore. I can't put my money into this and live with myself. So I just, uh, yeah, I stopped buying from H&M, Primark, like, Zara, any high street shop that you can think of are exploiting people and not only exploiting people but also the planet and just yeah just so much goes on that we the consumers are unaware of so anyway yeah I try if I can to avoid fast fashion and I I think like most people wouldn't be able to afford to only buy from ethical clothing brands because they are so much more expensive than fast fashion brands but this is how this is what clothing should cost if people were all getting paid a fair wage if everyone was being treated correctly and having holidays and not working a hundred hours a week like this is what clothing actually should cost but we've just been tricked into thinking it's normal to pay like two euros or you know two pounds for like a t-shirt like that is not normal so Anyway, even though it, that's how it should be, I don't feel justified in spending like £50 on like a jumper or whatever. So what I try to do is just buy things secondhand. So there's two ways which in which I generally do this, either online or in charity shops. 
So the charity shop selection where I live is not great because it's mainly older people who donate to these places. So when I lived in England, the selection was a lot better. Like I lived in a place where there was quite a lot of charity shops and there was like really nice stuff there. Like where I live now, the selection's not as good. So I've managed to find a website called Percentil, which is a European based, I'm not sure it's if, it, if it's in the UK, but I know that it's in uh, various European countries, including Spain. And it's all secondhand, like nice, fashionable clothing. So they have a lot of things from Zara, like high, like high street stuff, but more high end, but at really, really good prices. So like, like a Zara piece would co- cost you a fraction of what it would cost if it was new. And because it's secondhand, like you, you know that you're not supporting these companies. <laughs> you're just buying something that already exists and something that would have gone to waste otherwise. If you've got clothes that you want to throw out, you can also send them to Perfentil and they'll either put them up on the website for you and you'll get commission, like I think a small commission from these items. Or if they're not in a good enough state or they're not, they don't consider them to be a worthy brand. So for example, I think they don't resell like Primark clothing they'll donate these to charities or they'll recycle them for you they'll find a way to prevent these clothes from going to a landfill they'll do something with them so yeah i just think this website's great like it's the shipping i think is 195 it's free returns i love it you can order it by size or fit or brand whatever you want to do i think it's kind of the equivalent in like the us and canada's thread up and I was always really jealous whenever I heard like sustainable YouTubers talking about ThreadUp and I didn't know what the equivalent was here. But yeah, now I've found Perthintil, I'm really happy. I use that like maybe twice or three times a year when I just feel like my wardrobe is a bit lacking in something or if I'm looking for something specific, I'll do that. And then other than charity shops and Perthintil, I sometimes use like Facebook Marketplace or other reselling apps like Wallapop. When I was in England, I used Depop and eBay. And again, if you're looking for a specific thing, a specific like style of say like shoes or like a coat, I find that to be really good. Okay, we're finally moving on to the last category and this is just like miscellaneous things that I couldn't fit into the previous categories. The first one is stationery. Like I used to be, okay, confessions a stationary fiend like i would i was addicted to the stuff notebooks calendars planners like oh god i just loved all of it and i would treat myself to stuff like quite regularly but i just got to the point where i had had more pens and notebooks and and diaries and different things than i would ever be able to use like i'm not at university anymore like i don't have a need for these things and i haven't for a long time so yeah all the stationery i have in my house will last me for probably the rest of my life I can't see myself ever buying another notebook or another pen. Like I have literally everything. So yeah, I would never buy stationery. The next thing is brand new books. So I do have like a get around for this. I buy a lot of secondhand books from charity shops. That is one thing that there's a good selection of here because there's quite um, a large English speaking immigrant community where I live. There is always secondhand books available. So that's great. But if I do want a brand new book that's just come out, obviously you can't find that secondhand very readily. So I have an Audible subscription, which I think is great because obviously these books are not having to be printed and distributed. You're just downloading it onto your phone. So yeah, love Audible. Okay, the next miscellaneous thing is dog toys. So I do sometimes buy my dogs toys. However, 
what I really mean is dog toys that are going to be chewed up within a matter of seconds. <laughs> so I have two large dogs. One's a greyhound, one's a Spanish hunting dog called a Pedenco. Um, but well, one of the, like the Pedenco is worse than the greyhound. Like she will destroy anything, anything that's like fluffy, like a teddy, that thing will be destroyed in seconds. So if I'm looking for toys for them, they have to be very durable, hard, like, I've got some uh, bamboo bones that are great. I've got a natural antler, which don't worry, like it's, I did my research. They collect them from like the forest floor, these like antlers from deer. They're not like harvested from deer, like the deer's not harmed in any way. And that's rock hard. So they love chewing on that. And then I've got a few like natural rubber toys. Like I got like a natural rubber ball. It's really durable. So yeah, I just have to really think how durable is this toy before I buy it because otherwise it would be so wasteful like I'd just be throwing things away all the time so yeah I don't buy dog toys that are likely to be destroyed <laughs> okay the next two things are to do with decor so I try not to buy like home decor in general when I was younger when I got my first home I went absolutely mental with the decor and I just went to HomeSense, which is a shop in the UK that sells like loads of um, just like really generic decor. I didn't really have like my own sense of style, like I would just buy any like random things. And now I just try to be a bit more intentional, like if I see something and I really like it and I think, okay, that'll go perfectly in my house and I have an actual need for it, not like an instant, not like a, a want or a desire, like, oh my God, I need that now. Like I'll try and think about it. I'll Maybe I'll leave it for a few days. I'll come back to it. And if I still really want that thing, I'll buy it. But I'm just trying to be a bit more like deliberate about things now rather than just like impulsively buying home decor. And then the other one is seasonal decorations. So I think like Europeans are not as like mad with seasonal decorations as maybe like North Americans are. Like we don't go mad for like Halloween and different things. So I just have a couple of like Halloweeny things, things that I've had for years and that I just keep bringing out like every Halloween. And then in terms of Christmas decorations, like I feel like this is cheating because before like I started caring about the planet, caring about sustainability. I bought loads and loads of Christmas decorations covered in glitter, covered in like, and as we know, glitter is the enemy, like microplastics, like that's getting into our water system. It's not good. Yeah, so I kind of have cheated on this one and I can sit here and say, I won't buy any more Christmas decorations, but that's because I already own them. <laughs> if I had to go out now and only buy sustainable Christmas decorations, I think that would be quite hard. Like I'd have to get things secondhand or I'd have to try and get like natural materials, like things made of wood and whatnot, no glitter. So yeah, it's a bit of a cheat to say that I don't buy any seasonal decor, but it is what it is. Like I have as much as I will ever need and I won't need to buy more is what I mean. Okay, I've only got two more things left on the list, which is good because this is getting really long. We have batteries. I don't buy disposable batteries anymore. I've got some rechargeable ones, which are great. And then the final one is disposable lighters. So, you know, like Bic lighters that you can't refill. I just have now, which I think is amazing, a rechargeable lighter. So you don't refill it with uh, like natural gas. You just plug it into a USB and it's like a plasma lighter and it just recharges. Like if you Google it, like plasma rechargeable lighter, you'll be able to find them. Yeah, they're really good for lighting candles and whatnot. So uh, yeah, no more disposable lighters. So 
that's the end of the list. I think that was 50. Like, I don't know if I've missed anything off. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to go back and count, but um, I'm sure there's things I've missed. It's difficult to think of things you don't buy. It's a lot easier to think of things that you do buy. So I'm sure there's loads of other things, but as you can see, just for the, the things I've mentioned, these really, they save money, they save clutter in your house and they save in the planet as well. Like try not to buy things because as we know, the most important thing in this lifestyle is the five R's. So reduce, reuse, repair, rot and recycle. So I think today we've really focused on the reduce part of the five R's and just yeah, trying to cut down on the things that are brand new that you bring in into your life because these things all have their own footprint, they all have an impact upon the planet. So the less things that we can get or the less things we can get new is really important. So I hope you found that uh, interesting or helpful. Maybe it'll help you to cut down on a few things. I'm just quickly going to wrap up the podcast with the win and fail of the last couple of weeks. My win is I've managed to find a sustainable, affordable, for me anyway, underwear company that's based in Spain and their products are ethically made in a factory in Portugal and the pricing is really transparent. They even put on their website how much profit they're making and how much their manufacturing costs are, which I just think is crazy. And then the material itself is organic cotton and I think 95% is organic cotton and then 5% elastane. So the most sustainable you can get really. And this is great because I hadn't bought any underwear for a couple of years because I didn't really know where to get it from. I'd always just bought my underwear from Primark or H&M. Again, these like fast fashion shops that I said I was trying to avoid. So going forward, I wasn't really sure what to do. So I just kept wearing the same underwear and the drawer was in need of an update. Like it was starting to look a bit shabby. So anyway, I found this brand called Minimalism. So they're on Instagram and uh, social media. They've got a website, obviously. So if you live in Spain, like feel free to have a look. So I just bought some like basic black underwear but they do loads of things. They do hoodies, bras, underwear, like thongs, all sorts of different things. So yeah, really good for you. your basics. Like they're just very plain, very like, just this is what I like, just very simple. Obviously that's why they're called minimalism. So that was a great win for me. I just got five pairs of underwear and I'm really comfy, great fit. And the only thing I'd say is like, I don't know how, they're, they're that like size inclusive because I had to buy an extra large which I think really is excessive. Like I wouldn't consider myself an extra large. I'd say like medium to large. So yeah, if you're going to buy from them, I'd say like size up maybe to what you think you are. And then my fail for the week is, you know, I was talking this in this podcast about not buying new home decor. And then I've literally gone and done exactly that this week. And not only that, I bought it from, of all places, (laughs) H&M. So I feel a bit ashamed after like having discussed that in the episode. But the thing is, right, I got a new secondhand sofa recently and I really just needed some scatter cushions and I just I just desperately wanted some scatter cushions. So I just went and bought some guys, like, I just did it. I, just, I went into H&M home and just thought, well, I really, really like those. I'm just going to buy them. Like, I don't do that very often. As I say, I usually am very considered like I will try and find them from somewhere else or secondhand, but I knew what I wanted. I knew I wanted green leafy botanical style cushions i know what h&m styles like and i know that i really like it and i knew that if i walked in there i would find exactly what i wanted even though i never stepped foot in the place like i just knew and i went in and there they were like the perfect scatter cushions so i just bought them (laughs) 
<laughs> so not ideal, but it is what it is. Like they'll last a very long time and I'll look after them. So I won't be rebuying any scatter cushions anytime soon. So I'm going to try not to judge myself too harshly and just roll with it. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to wrap it up here. So thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to follow me on Instagram, the handle is at zero waste underscore podcast. Um, feel free to send me a message or any ideas, any like, any corrections, suggestions, whatever you'd like to say. So yeah, it'd be great if you follow me over there. I post like stories and zero waste inspiration that's like realistic or news updates, like whatever I can think of. So I'll see you in a couple of weeks time. Have a lovely couple of weeks. Bye.